At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's 124-115 to loss in Milwaukee last night. Yes, it is unfortunately a Silver Linings edition of the HHC. We haven't had too many of those as of late. As going into this one, Charlotte had won four of its last six games, now have won four of its last seven still, and still playing some much better basketball here towards the end of January as the calendar flips to the month of February, and we'll go ahead and talk about that here in a few moments. We also got to talk about a historic performance in Milwaukee last night by LaMelo Ball, recording his eighth career triple-double. That is now a franchise record. We'll dive into that a little bit more here in a few moments, and of course, we got to recap this one as well. And helping me out on today's edition, as always, after some of these late-night games, it's the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com. It's Sam Perley and Sam, happy to be with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I know with a couple of home games previously over the last couple of days, we were able to give you a little bit of break. I know you're always eager to talk Hornets hoops, but again, even though it's in a silver linings today, we still have some history to talk about as well. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Let's go ahead and recap this one from last night. Again, 124 to 115. The Hornets fall last night in Milwaukee. Keep in mind, it took a historic performance the last time that these two teams played in Milwaukee at the beginning of January when the Hornets were able to rip off 51 points in the first quarter, set a franchise record for most points in a quarter, also tied a NBA record for most points in a first quarter with the Golden State Warriors, but Hornets trailed this one by seven after one quarter of play, and then we go to the second frame. The Hornets were able to rip off a 
10-2 run to start off the quarter. Gordon Hayward was hot. He had 10 points there in that second quarter. And then towards the end of the frame, it looked like the Hornets were going the trail going into the locker room. And then there was a little bit of a weird sequence right at the end of the quarter. And rather than me just explaining it, I'm going to let you hear Sam Farber paint the picture. Squeeze the pass underneath to Lopez, who missed the lay-in. Rebound, Plumley. Lopez scraped it away. Now Ball steals it. Six seconds left in the half. Ball to McDaniels. Transition three is good with 1.4 on the buzzer. And now a technical added on top of it to Brooke Lopez. So a four-point swing there within the span of about three seconds, and Charlotte was able to tie the game at 64 going into the locker room. Already at halftime, LaMelo Ball had 14 points, six rebounds, and eight assists. He was already on triple-double watch early and often, and then we go into the third quarter where things started to slip a little bit. The Hornets shot just 9-26 to from the field in that third quarter, 3 of 11 from beyond the arc, as the Bucks closed the third frame on a 16-5 to run over the final three minutes and 16 seconds. Charlotte trailed it by seven going into the fourth quarter, and then things started to slip away as that run extended all the way to a 28-9 run with about eight and a half minutes left to go in regulation. The Hornets tried to claw back in this one, made things a little interesting. They had a 16-6 run from about the 641 mark of the fourth quarter down to a, with about a minute left and then had the foul and tried to extend the game a little bit and Milwaukee was ultimately able to pull away for a nine-point win, but in the loss, LaMelo Ball finishes with a triple-double. We'll get into that again, of course, a little bit later on here. 27 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Hornets were able to keep him in check the last time that these two teams played, but this time not so much. Giannis has just been playing some absolutely terrific ball as of late. Had a 41-point performance two games ago heading it before this one. Also dropped 50 the other night as well, so he's just been playing at an elite, elite level that only Giannis could do. He also had 18 rebounds as well. That was also a game high as well as those 34 points. So all in all, a very difficult one for the Hornets. Milwaukee had a pretty lengthy winning streak going into this one. They made it five in a row after the win last night. Again, Hornets were trying to make it three consecutive games. Those last two wins coming at home, so a little bit of a tough challenge. Trying to get the job done in Milwaukee against a Bucks team that is really good at Pfizer Forum. So no shame in losing to a very good team like Milwaukee. They came into the contest about two and a half games out of first place from the top of the Eastern Conference trying to chase down the Boston Celtics. So, Sam, I know at the end of the day it stings that it's a loss, no pun intended, certainly with that, but Hornets just, I don't want to say they got outplayed, they just picked a couple of wrong times to go cold from the field, and that's what ultimately I felt like was the difference. Yeah, for sure, and Steve Clifford made a really good point before the game when they asked about the last time they played Milwaukee, which you, you referenced as, you know, that game where that was just the Hornets' night. I think that was kind of like, you know, that's not a typical Bucks performance, and the Hornets just, you know, had a 51 point first quarter that you know was going to be very very difficult to replicate you know and Giannis uh, you know had one of his lowest producing games of the season so this one was uh, a little bit more of a normal Bucks team you saw they're obviously playing really really well right now I think they've won nine of 12 um, and yeah when you're playing a team like this and the caliber of this it only takes a, a really kind of tough three to four minute stretch to kind of let the game slip away from you I thought the Hornets did a really good job kind of hanging in there had that four point lead with about uh, was it like four minutes left in the third quarter and then Middleton started to heat up I think he had 11 points in that 16 to 5 run to close the fourth uh, they kind of kept it going to start the fourth got it up to 17 like you said they made it interesting down the stretch but you know it kind of just ran out of time and Milwaukee's so deep and so talented, and, and Chris Middleton did not play those first two meetings against the Hornets, and he's uh, obviously a really, really good talent, particularly bringing him off the bench. He provides a sort of unique element for them right now as they're easing him back into playing shape after missing so much time, too. So overall, I thought end-to-end it was a pretty good performance. I thought kind of the main thing that Clifford touched on at the end was 
Uh, Hornets just couldn't convert at the rim. 18 missed shots at the rim. Uh, I think they missed almost 30 shots in the paint. I mean, really kind of bothered by the Bucks defense with Brooke Lopez and Giannis. And uh, when you're leaving that many points on the board after getting that close to the basket to score, uh, it's tough to kind of make up for it when you're not hitting threes. So, uh, again, I thought it was a good effort. It just, again, when you have couple stretches here and there, like you mentioned, where you go cold. It's tough to beat a team as good as Milwaukee. Hornets definitely did not shoot the three ball very well. 11 of 39, that's about 28% from beyond the arc. On the other side, for Milwaukee, the two numbers that stand out to me the most are, well, first off, the bench points. 47 bench points compared to just 24 for Charlotte. And again, a lot of that, too, was Chris Middleton with those 18 as they try to work him back from that injury and provide him in a six-man role a little bit as well. But again, I know the injuries have been the point of emphasis the entire season for the Hornets and it felt like Kelly Oubre could have been a difference maker. Cody Martin could have been a difference maker. Both missed last night's game as they work back from those injuries that they've sustained that have kept them out for lengthy stretches of the season now up until this point. So again, I know it's kind of the refrain that if Charlotte was healthy, if the Hornets were able to have healthy bodies on the bench, that's been the rallying cry all season long and I'm not trying to make excuses, but again, just kind of the reality of the situation here. So that certainly would have helped at least maybe combat the bench scoring a little bit that Milwaukee was able to rip off and again you tip your cap you give credit where credit is due and the other thing for me too and the Hornets were able to neutralize this towards the end of the game but after the first quarter the Bucks had nine offensive rebounds and 16 second chance points Milwaukee finished with 16 offensive rebounds and it resulted in 21 second chance opportunities so based off of what they were able to do Hornets at least defensively after that first quarter they were really able to stamp that out for the most part but at that point the damage was done a little bit already up until that point of the game so again you can't win a game in the first quarter at least the Hornets tried to put that theory to bed the last time that these two teams played when they put up 51 points but you can certainly lose it and I'm not saying that that seven point deficit wasn't too much to overcome because they obviously tied the game before halftime but I think when you just kind of set that tone of so many second chance points opportunities early on that wasn't it obviously hurt down the stretch at the end of the day, Sam, and again, the bench points. So those are the two things that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, and I would say on the, the rebounding stuff, you know, you mentioned the first quarter, 16 second-chance points off nine offensive rebounds. You look at that, and you're like, oh, no, is this going to be a long night on the defensive glass? And I thought just kind of for the most part, it didn't really feel like they were getting out-muscled or uh, it was a poor effort on the glass. It, it does feel like Milwaukee, and I saw you know a couple of instances in particular, Drew Holiday and Pat Connaughton, they just do such a good job at following their shots. They're reading their shots. If they can tell it's going to be a miss, they're good at reading where they think the ball is going to come off. Uh, Giannis has a lot of plays where he kind of just throws it off the backboard or just gets it up on the rim, knowing that he can get the putback in some capacity. So I think the nine offensive rebounds, you know, some of them were probably 50-50s that the Hornets could have gotten. But uh, a lot of it, too, felt like this is kind of the bucks they're good at. it. They either throw the ball up there, and, and it's kind of part of their offensive strategy with the putbacks or tip-outs or things like that. Memphis does a really good job like that as well. But uh, other guys, too, just read the ball off the rim really well. They know where it's going to be, and it generates second-chance opportunities, too. So it was good that the Hornets kind of tightened up that area a little bit. They only gave up seven offensive rebounds the rest of the way and only a handful five more second chance points like you said too so uh, I guess that's a positive to look at that you saw an area of concern to kind of start off with and, and they rectified it over the final three quarters. Despite the loss there's still a lot to be positive about 124 to 115 defeat in Milwaukee last night we still have our silver lining performances to go over and a lot to pick from and you'll hear about them next right here on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. It's a Silver Linings edition of the HHC. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And Sam, time now for our Silver Lining performances from last night's contest as all five starters were in double figures. Six players in total. That included the birthday boy, Jalen McDaniels, who had 15 points off the bench. But one really reigned supreme above them all. So as the guest of honor, I will defer to you. And I think I have a pretty good inkling of who your Silver Lining performance was from last night's game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the easy way out here and just go LaMelo Ball uh, with tremendous and we'll expand on it a little bit more but 27 points 10 rebounds 11 assists three steals three blocks i thought he was really really good particularly in the first half uh steve clifford made it a point of emphasis going into the game they had to get off to a good first quarter or at least a good start i know the first quarter they were down seven but it's tied at halftime and because they didn't want to be playing from behind on the road and ball was a big reason that this was a four-point game with about you know, three minutes left in the third quarter, and he was really, really good. I think he set the tone, and, and everyone kind of played off them to start. So, or played off him to start. So, yeah, Lamelo Ball was my silver lining from last night. Lamelo runner, bank shot, no, got his own rebound, put back, good for two. Lamelo's got a dozen, ties Giannis for the game high, or it's trail by three. Of course, LaMelo dazzled in last night's game with that triple-double. We'll talk about the record and what it means moving forward for LaMelo here in our next segment. But the one thing that really stood out to me specifically in that contest, Sam, was his defense. Three blocks, three steals as well to go along with that triple-double. I mean, that puts him in rarefied air. He finished this with a 25-10-10-3-3 game. I know that's a lot of numbers. 25 points or more, 10 rebounds or more, 10 assists or more, three blocks or more, three steals or more in a game. That's only happened 13 other times or 13 other players have done it. He is now the 14th player to do that. And some of the notable names that you were able to research on and and tweet out are 
you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan did it twice, Clyde Drexler, David Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, Chris Webber is another guy that did it multiple times, LeBron's done it, Kevin Durant's done it, Giannis has done it twice, Ben Simmons when he had that big run as a rookie of the year in his early days there in Philadelphia that was a very stout defensive player, he's another guy that was able to do it, and Nikola Jokic, so some of the elite, elite talent of what we've seen both past and present in the NBA, that's the thing that stood out to me most was the fact that not only did he do it offensively, but he did it defensively as well. Yeah, the block, I believe, was a career high too. So uh, the rebounding stuff was really good with the Hornets kind of struggling with their efficiency at the rim. I want to say his five offensive rebounds was also a career high or tied a career high. A lot of putbacks, generating second chance opportunities. I thought he was really, really good. I think towards the end of the game where it was kind of in sort of desperation mode, maybe some of the shooting efficiencies trailed off a little bit. But overall, I mean, that's exactly the kind of start they needed to the game. And a lot of it was because of how good LaMelo Ball played, generating extra possessions, whether it's offensive rebounds, whether it's steals. He was a big reason why the defensive rebounding kind of tightened up a little bit in, after the first quarter and set his teammates up to 11 assists, 27 points. I mean, really, really good performance for LaMelo Ball end to end. And obviously, as we've mentioned multiple times, a pretty cool historical context. And to be on the list with some of those names, or I should say all those names, is, is you know, that's, that's elite, elite, elite company to be in. So, um, you know, unfortunately it came in a loss, but that's what we're here to do. Unfortunately, on Silver Linings edition of the podcast. You took the easy way out. I'm going to take the less difficult way out for my Silver Linings performance. I got to go with the guy that's been so consistent for so darn long, and that's Mason Plumley. Plumley puts his head down, spin move, stuck on the floor, gets to the deck. He recovers, throws a bounce pass to Hayward, who'll soar and score with a two-handed Dr. Pepper dunk. Mason did a little bit of everything yesterday. That's basically been his MO of the entire season. 14 points, 14 boards, a very even double-double, five assists as well. Also had a block in there, so the fact that LaMelo Ball was able to have more blocks than Mason Plumley, but LaMelo Ball has just such that lengthy reach and that ability to get so quick to the basket that it doesn't surprise me that he has more blocks than Mason Plumley. just the way that the game shook out because, again, Mason had some very tough assignments between Giannis and Brooke Lopez as well, some very, very tall guys that are very physical, and sometimes if you go for that block, you end up fouling, so Mason Plumley had to be cognizant of that. He finishes the day with only three personals as well, so he did a pretty clean job of going up against some of those bigger guys and some of that elite physical talent that Milwaukee has, but Mason 7-12 shooting from the field. Did go 0-2 from the free throw line, a little uncharacteristic from what we've seen from Mason so far this season. Neither team really got to the free throw line a ton, or at least as much as you think that they would. The Hornets go 26 times, Milwaukee goes 27, so it's pretty even in that regard, but again, we've seen times where Milwaukee's gone to the free throw line 30 or 40 times in a contest, so this was a little bit lower than normal, but back to the original point of Mason Plumley. I just love the way that he's been playing. It's pretty obvious about what he's been able to accomplish 20th double double of the season that's already a career high again at 32 years old he's having a career season I know that that's kind of on what's considered the back end of the bellwether when you talk about a player's prime it's usually in those late 20s maybe dipping into the early 30s but the fact that Mason Palmy's been able to do it for so long and what has been such a a league for me Sam that seems like it just gets younger and younger by the second. You have guys coming out that are 19, 20 years old, and then you got guys like, for example, Teo Maldon, who are 21 years old and they're already on their second team because they just don't have any room on that initial roster where they are, and guys are getting squeezed out of 
There are teams that drafted them or signed them out of college or wherever route they go by the age of 21 or 22. Those guys aren't even developing at that point. They're not done developing. So the fact that Mason Plumley is one of those guys that's considered a veteran now. He's on the back end of his career, more or less, but he's still able to get the job done. That's the thing that's impressed me the most here this season for Mason Plumley. Yeah, and I think this is also now 22 consecutive games for Mason where he's either been double-digit points or double-digit rebounds, and in many cases, uh, double digits in both, as we saw last night. So, yeah, I think he's you know he's kind of been the consistent. It feels like every other time we come on here, he's been a silver lining because you plug him in there, he produces, he's been consistent, and you know what you're going to get at him right now. It's double-digit points, double-digit rebounds, handful of an assist, couple steals or a block or two, and um, it just goes to show you, even at his age and at this point in in his career, that you can get better. I mean, player development is not, you know, you, you do three or four years in the league, and then in year five, that's the player you're going to be for the rest of your career. And a great example, too, that Steve Clifford mentioned last night before the game is Brooke Lopez. I mean, you go back to his Brooklyn days, back to the basket, low post, you know, everything is at the rim, you know, shot blocker kind of guy early in his Brooklyn career. And at this point in Milwaukee, he is still the same defensive force, especially as we saw last night. He had five blocks, but the three-point shooting has become a huge part of his game. He's one of the best three-point shooting big men in the league right now, and he only kind of picked up that skill probably in the back half of his career, late 20s, early 30s. So uh, it just goes to show you that player development is not this exclusive term for younger guys. It is through guys find ways to get better year after year after year after year. And Mason Plumley has found a way to get better this year. And I think a lot of it, again, as we've, we've, we've touched on, is the free throw shooting. The free throw shooting with the jump he's been able to make in that, I think, has really helped his confidence. He's not shying away from contact. He's not afraid to go to the foul line or, you know, do anything like that. So I think that's really helped his scoring. I think it's really helped his confidence. I mean, he's just been rolling. I mean, that confidence just continues to build on it. So it's been really, really cool to see Mason kind of take that step. And, and even, too, with, you know, expanding his shot and taking those elbow jumpers and things like that. Uh, watching players add stuff to their games over time in their 10th, 11th, and 12th season, for me personally, I think is really, really cool uh, and a sign that the league is, is you know, in a really, really good place right now when you have so many guys finding ways to get better year in and year out. And not just the free throw shooting either, Sam. The other thing, too, that Mason has been able to redevelop himself in is that mid-range game. I mean, he's been able to kind of reinvent himself in that regard as well, where he's able to pull up and hit 15-footers, 13-footers from the baseline like we saw the other day. So, I mean, he's able to reinvent himself already that we've seen in his career. And, heck, maybe even in a couple of seasons we'll see Mason Plumlee chucking up threes like Brooke Lopez. You never know. That's our Silver Linings Edition portion of the HHC, still one more segment to go on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We've got to talk about the record-breaking performance of LaMelo Ball, and we're going to recap the month of January as well for the Charlotte Hornets. That comes your way next right after this on the HHC. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. It's knocked out of his hands. P.J. Washington, the steal. Hit ahead LaMelo. LaMelo to McDaniels. He'll soar and score plus the foul. Jalen completes it to give a three-point play to the Hornets, and it's assist number 10 for LaMelo Ball. That's the record triple-double for career triple-doubles in a Hornets uniform, and it belongs now to LaMelo. That's how history sounded on the Hornets radio network last night. The one and only Sam Farber on the call again. Hornets fall last night 124-115, to 115, but still a record-breaking performance from LaMelo Ball finishes with a team-high 27 points. He also has 10 rebounds, 11 assists. The 11 assists is a team-high as well. Three blocks, three but he does get that triple-double. It is his eighth of the career of LaMelo Ball, his second of the season. He now already has eight career triple-doubles. That already passes Anthony Mason, who had seven triple-doubles while he played here in the Queen City. So, again, a huge congratulations to LaMelo Ball. We knew it was going to happen. It was only a matter of time at the end of the day, but always exciting to have it happen sooner rather than much, much later. Of course, it took him 151 games to get to eight career triple-doubles. Eight now on a career of LaMelo Ball. He ties his brother Lonzo for most triple-doubles in a career. That is already top 100. LaMelo was already top 100 to begin with. Vladi Divac is also another guy that has also had eight career triple-doubles. Another guy that has seen some time here in the Queen City as well. So pretty remarkable stuff what LaMelo Ball is able to do already in his career Already only at the ripe old age of 21. Again, coming into the league, he was the youngest player at the time to record a triple-double. Josh Giddy has since surpassed that mark last season as well as a rookie for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, again, just worth noting, we have to give LaMelo a lot of recognition here, Sam, for this. Again, it's something that... In today's age, I think it's overshadowed a little bit. I know we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast where it seems like a guy like Nikola Jokic or Russell Westbrook, of course, when he was in the prime of his career, having a triple-double, which seemed like every other night, breaking the record all time as well. It's become more commonplace in the NBA over the last couple of seasons, but it doesn't make it any more impressive, I don't think. No, I, I don't think so at all. And I think, it, again, it is it is important to kind of acknowledge these accomplishments. I know they, they're a little bittersweet sometimes when they come in losses, but um, I think sort of this record just speaks to the, the bigger body of work that LaMelo Ball has been able to put together his first two and a half seasons. And, and this season in particular, I know, is not – uh, you know, gone according to plan with all the injuries that he's had to start the year with the ankle stuff. But uh, since he's been back, and, and the latest one, he only missed three games last week, so it wasn't nearly as significant as the first two. But, I mean, man, he has just been on such an impressive tear. And I think what's really most impressed me was the 
if you if the games he came back to so the Chicago game, the Miami game, in which they won in the homestand. I mean, shot wasn't really falling for the first seven quarters of those two games. I think he only made something like five total shots in that first seven quarters, and but he was finding ways to contribute. He's rebounding the ball, he's assists, playing defense. You know, you know, generating extra possessions, and then kind of came alive in that fourth quarter against Miami. I think he had points, made three threes, made five shots total, a couple assists. So those, I think, are some of the most impressive performances he has. It's not always the triple doubles; it's the games where he finds a way to contribute if the shots not falling, or makes an impact and finds different ways to contribute. I guess, and that I think that was makes him so talented. And you see that in triple double performances: a guy that can score, a guy that can rebound, a guy that can assist. And then last night we saw a guy that had three steals and also blocked three shots. So uh, was doing it on the defensive end too. So again, I think it's the record is sort of a testament to his, his overall body of work. And I mean, it's just hopefully that, you know, I, I'm curious to see, you know, I guess what it's at eight right now, where do you think this record will ultimately be when it's all said and done? Is it going to be forties, fifties, something like that? I think sky's the limit for him for sure. Certainly. I mean, I don't want to put a limit on it because I don't want to be held accountable when I'm wrong, because again, this is one of those things where you got to keep in mind too, that he hasn't really gotten to play a full season and he's in his third season in the association. Of course, his rookie year, he hurts the wrist last year. He misses some games due to health and safety as well. This year being out of the lineup on separate occasions because of ankle injuries. So again, we haven't seen him in a full 82-game season. I think that's something I brought up with Sam Farber a couple of podcasts ago as well about how it's just something that we haven't seen yet that he's been able to play all 82 games or have the ability to to see what he's able to accomplish in that span. So, again, this is already the second triple-double for LaMelo this season. Sky's certainly the limit just for this season as well, so you never know what could happen. That first one came back out in L.A. against the Clippers all the way back on December 21st as well. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Speaking of looking into the past a little bit, one to touch on the month of January as a whole for the Hornets. Now that the calendar is flipped into February, things are going to get a lot easier I think for Charlotte when you look at the schedule. Yeah, there's three different sets of back-to-backs in this month, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of time off. I mean, the Hornets are going to have a lot of rest, a lot of home games. The All-Star break is going to give them a huge rest as well to really heal those bumps and bruises that have you know really plagued a lot of players on this team so far. Then you go into March, things get a little bit more spread out again, a lot more home games. The longest road trip you have remaining on the season is only three games, and you have rest between all of those days as well, and that comes at the beginning of March. So there's a lot to look at when you take a look at the month of January. Yeah, the Hornets end up going 5-10 and 10 in the month, but at the same time, they've still won four of their last seven games as well. And this is still much better basketball than they've been playing. Of course, 3-4 and four in the month of October, really hit that skid in November at 3-11, and 11, finished December at 4-12. and 12. So they just continued to play better basketball. I know the injuries were the biggest issue there. But at the end of the day, they're finally starting to get that chemistry. Everybody is finally healthy, and they're finally starting to gel. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see February that has 11 games in it ends up being an above 500 month for the Hornets, the way they're playing right now. Yeah, I think over this last seven games, and I think if you take out the Utah and Phoenix games, which I think injuries kind of hit them back-to-back, elevation, kind of the weirdness of that West Coast trip going from Houston to Atlanta, then crisscrossing over the country out into the uh, into Salt Lake City. Uh, I mean, they, they've been in, you know, the last five games, I think they've played really, really well. They've been in, you know, defensively too. I think going into last night in, during the previous six games when they were four and two, 
want to say their defense was eighth in the NBA. They were eighth in defensive rebounding and third in pace. I don't know what it is now after the Bucks game, but I mean that's kind of the the you know what you have to do. You got to give yourself, put yourself in position to win, to make plays down the stretch. You saw that in Miami. They made the plays in the, in the end of the fourth quarter. Same thing in Chicago. You saw that in Atlanta. Houston as well, they had a big second half too. So if you look at the schedule kind of going into February, obviously you would have liked to have ended with a, a win over the Bucks. but going into a back-to-back with Chicago, who they just had a win over last week, you get Detroit, you get Orlando, you get Washington, then a tough one against Boston. Got a lot of home games this month, and you've got a big week in the middle of it to kind of rest during the All-Star break too. So I think February could be a really good one for the Hornets. I think there's a lot of advantageous matchups. And overall, just play well. I know it sounds very simple and straightforward, but if you play good basketball and, and you put your in position to win you're going to find yourself winning more often than not if you're getting off to bad starts and falling behind by 15 and 20 points earlier like they did a lot earlier in the season which again a lot of it could be attributed to just not having the personnel and injuries hopefully they stay healthy but you know if they stay healthy and get some of these guys back hopefully I think they'll be in good shape to kind of put some more wins up on the board. Hornets finished 2022 with a 10-27 mark. They're already halfway there to that win total only through the first month of 2023. And of course, you know, they still have a lot of runway in front of them. So certainly time to turn things around here through the month of February and beyond. It all starts tomorrow with a contest in the Windy City taking on the Chicago Bulls 8 o'clock airtime along the Hornets Radio Network. Myself and Sam Farber will have that game preview podcast for you tomorrow. In the meantime, Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com, thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the HHC. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we'll see you tomorrow once again here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.